Good morning. That's like Jesus, right? <laughs> to do things that Jesus did and Jesus would do. Jesus not only helped the poor, Jesus helped his enemies. Jesus helps us. So Luke chapter 6, I want to look at a few scriptures just to think about God, what God has to say about, about our opportunity and what that really means to him. Father is merciful, and do not judge, and you will not be judged, and do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. And we only give to those who have a need, right? And even those who cannot give back to you. And so the verse says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, for by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. I heard someone say, because it all belongs to him. And God says, I, I, you give, and, and I'll show you what a full bucket really looks like. Psalm chapter 41, in verse 1. God gives, God gave, God gives and gives. You know, the, the, this topic is one of those ones that it reaches down uh, into the inner soul because it reaches into our pockets. Right? Kind of. Kind of. And not everyone wants that to happen. Verse 1 says, How blessed is he who considers the helpless. The Lord will deliver him in a 
day of trouble. So in other words, God is saying, when my day of trouble comes, don't worry about it. God has you covered, but I want to look at your measuring rod. What kind of lifestyle have you lived? Have you been helping those who... In Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17, this, this scripture blows my mind every time I read it. It's so simple, but listen to what it says. Proverbs 19 and verse 17. He who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord? How did he make any sense? You're lending to God when you're helping or are gracious to a poor man? And he will repay him for his good deed. So God co-signs that. And God says, look, I will take care of the debt. I've already done it before. I've done it with Jesus. I'll take care of the debt. You do my bidding. Proverbs 22 in verse 9. I guess the question comes up, you know, do I believe this? Do I really believe what the Bible says? Verse 9 says, He who is generous will be blessed, for he gives some of his food to the poor. Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28. Why would anyone give some of their food to the poor? Maybe if you were standing on the other side of that coin, Maybe we'd understand that more, more clearly. The verse 27 says, He who gives to the poor will never want, but he who shuts his eyes will have many curses. Is this believable? Proverbs chapter 14. I mean, we, we talk about doctrine. You know, we can look at the, the facts of doctrine and we can go through the book, book chapter and verse and we can show you the doctrine. We're talking about the Spirit today. The heart. The inner man. Is this believable? Proverbs 14 in verse 31. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker. But he who is gracious to the needy honors him. Reproach? I can reproach God by oppressing? Yeah. And then Proverbs chapter 14 in verse 21 says, he who despises his neighbor sins. Wow. Wait, that also is a sin? The lawyer said, well, who is my neighbor? Attempting to justify himself. See, God is concerned about the poor. He who despises his neighbor's sins, but happy is he who is gracious to the poor. God cares for all. And you know, you think about those who suffer most when it comes to poverty. Think, think for just a moment. Who suffers the most when it comes to poverty? Children. The children, church. Children and, and, and youth, they, they account for, I got this from a, a fact from a, a, a website. Uh, children and youth account for two-thirds of the world's poor, and women represent a majority in most re, uh, regions. 
So we can argue amongst ourselves all day long about well, how they're getting that condition and, and what really happened in their lives and why are they this. And, but that doesn't help the poor. What's the point of the argument? We're going to Matthew chapter 14. This is not going to be up on the, on the screen. Matthew chapter 14. I want to read beginning at uh, about, verse, about verse 13. How do they get into that predicament? You know, Jesus never, he didn't ask that question, did he? Here, the, maybe there's 10,000 that are being fed here, but it's the entitled or, or the caption is the feeding of the, of the 5,000. I want to grab just a statement that Jesus makes uh, in this text. But I'm going to start at verse 13 to give just a little bit of context. Now, when Jesus heard it, he withdrew from there in a boat to a lonely place by himself. And when the multitudes heard this, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when he went ashore, he saw a great multitude and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, The place is desolate and the time is already past. So send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Right? Tell them, tell them to go home. And then Jesus says something in verse, in verse 16. Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. <laughs> 10,000 people out there. And they're thinking, well, this is a massive crowd. God, how in the world am I? How are we? What if Jesus said that to us? He's not asking you individually to feed 10,000 people. Can't you just feed one? With just the crumbs that fall from your table? Just one? If Jesus said that to me, I'd say, well, yeah, I could. But am I? Am I willing to do that? Jesus is, is asking us to help people who are less fortunate than we. And, and I believe all of us can help one. You know, I know there's that awkward feeling, right? I'm going to Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 25. There's that awkward feeling of, you know, what well, if I help one? What about the other 400 who are out there that may... I get that. But can you focus on just one? And one doesn't mean someone who's living on the street necessarily. Or I mean, I don't know where. You look around, you can find people who have a need, more so than the ones just standing on the corner. There are people all around us hurting, church. Can you help just one? Prepare just an extra meal amongst your meal. Proverbs 25 and verse 21. If your enemy is hungry, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Lord, that's a little bit much, isn't it? Give him something to drink. And then God could finish that by saying, that's what I did. <laughs> Thank you, God, for not doing that. For not saying that to us. And then there's this extra layer. I want to go back to that, that God just kind of pours over this whole subject matter. And this extra layer, um, it goes to the brotherhood. There's an extra layer. There's, there's this layer that, that goes through from the Old Testament to the New Testament, this thread that shows that brethren have not only a responsibility and an obligation, but it's a commandment that brethren look out for brethren. 
That's the extra layer. So you have the poor who are of the world, but then God gives this extra layer that says we have a commandment to help our brethren. So we start back in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 15 and verse 11. For the poor will never cease to be in the land. Therefore I command you, saying, you shall freely open your hand to your brother, to your needy and poor in your land. They had a responsibility and an obligation. And I know we could say, you know, I would think in my mind, well, you know, wait a minute, Lord, but this is mine. And the Lord would say, no, you got it wrong. It's all mine. I'm loaning it to you. Maybe that's why God leaves the poor in the land. Maybe it's a test. Galatians chapter 6. Maybe it's a test of our hearts to see kind of where we really are. You know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not, the, not money, but the love of money. What you do with your money also, if you will, is something that we are accountable for. God's going to ask us, were you a good steward? Well, yes, Lord, I, I did this and I did that and I did this and I'm a 401k and I did this and that. What about the poor man at the gate? Did you, did you help your neighbor at the gate when he asked you for whatever it may be? Were you there to help him? God says, did you not read the scriptures that said, if you, if you help that poor man, don't worry about it. You're loaning to me and I'll repay it. And especially your brethren. There's this extra layer when it comes to the brotherhood and how we're supposed to treat each other and love each other. We're that example and that light to the whole world. When people see us, they should see something different. Right? We're not like those other people who just smug people. You know, we don't do that, right? Oh, wait, maybe we do. We're not supposed to. I know when you say, well, I, you know, I've already given, I've already given this guy, uh, you know, and, and over here, and, and this guy's asked me for some of my chips, and I, there's an extra layer, church. Galatians 6 and verse 10. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to, to some men, right? You kind of get to pick and choose. Is that what it, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. Let us do good to all men. And then here's that extra layer that God just pours over it. And he says, especially, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Especially to the brotherhood. All men, but especially to the brotherhood. We're to be benevolent people. Especially toward the brotherhood. James chapter 2, please. James chapter 2. And then he gives us, he gives us many illustrations about, about how we're supposed to, to respond, right? And that's important. How do we respond to those who have a need? What use is it, my brethren? If a man says he has faith, but he has no works, can that faith save him? So we got the faith and works chapter, right? But listen to what he uses as an illustration. If a brother... Or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food. So here's the layer. Here's a brother. Here's a sister in need of, of daily clothing or daily food. And one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm. In other words, you do nothing but echo words of sentiment or kindness. Be filled. And yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body. What? Use is that. 
Why pat yourself on the back and say, why, you know, I just, brother so-and-so came in here and they had a need. And I, I told him, I said, I sure hope you figure this out. What use is that? God said, feed him. Clothe him. Help them. And then if you can't do it yourself at that moment, then find somebody else in the brotherhood to help them. It's our responsibility. Verse 17 says, even so faith, if it has no works, is dead being by itself. God is concerned about the poor. First John, please. I believe that maybe God, verse, uh, chapter 3, maybe God is leaving or has left the poor to test us. Where's your heart, preacher? Think about that for just a moment. You know, you're out there, and you're wherever you are, and, you, and there's a poor individual, and, and they're lying out, prostrate. You know, I think the Bible gave us a, what, what is that, the, the, the Good Samaritan? And you just step over the, the guy that's beaten up and, and struggling, and you just, it doesn't even affect your heart. Maybe there's, maybe there's a heart problem there. I think that's what that, uh, that text was all about in Luke, Luke chapter 10. But in 1 John chapter 3, in verse 13, do not marvel, brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. So there's a special love amongst the brethren, right? We already have to fight everyone else. We've got to fight Satan every day. We've we got to love each other, help each other. We're all in the same battle, right, against Satan. Love the brethren. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We ought to lay down our lives for, for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and he holds his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? So, Lord, you know, so I could, can I, may I pick and choose? Romans uh, chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. This is that, this is one of those topics that you, you know, we're, we're in phase two, and in phase two, it's, it's, it's alleviating human suffering because that's that's our responsibility and aren't you glad aren't you thankful to god say god you know someone says you know here we have two two subjects you could be on the on the giving in or you could be on the receiving in which end would you like to be on if you're on the receiving end you have a need and you're begging for mercy and grace from those who are on the giving end Lord, yes, God, please help me to remain on the giving end. But I also realize that even on the giving end, there are going to be times I'm going to have a need myself. And it may not be money. It might just be spirituality in some way. I might just need someone to call me and give me strength, encourage me, lift me up. I might need someone to tell me to keep fighting the good fight of faith. But if I want someone to help me, ought I also feel obligated to help others? Romans 12, this, 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 this idea of dedicated service to God. You know, what does that really mean? And how, how does that look? And in and, and Romans 12, verses 9 through 21, a great, a great in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor. There's that extra layer. You see the extra, there's an extra layer on there with, with the brotherhood. And then you go down to verse 13, and it says, contributing to the needs of the saints 
practicing hospitality. And of course, the list goes on. There's this extra layer that God just, he just pours it on when it comes to brethren loving brethren. Brethren, I, I can't imagine what it would be like if I'm in a foxhole, I've been in many foxholes, and my, and my buddy in the foxhole with me turns his weapon on me. Well, why would he do that? He's dependent upon me to save him, and I'm dependent upon him to, to save me. And then when we've got all kinds of issues, and the enemy's out there. And sometimes it's like we turn our weapons on each other. That's not what the Bible says. There's this extra layer of brotherhood stuff. Okay, I pulled that out because I want you to, I want you to catch this. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 8. I want you to catch this because... This is a scripture, I've, I've mentioned this before, and I'm, and I'm going to have to teach some lessons on it um, I'm coming up soon in, in the future, of how we use these verses. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, let me just tell you right now. In fact, in fact you, you would have a difficult time showing me a New, a New Testament uh, teaching on giving on the first day of the week. Now, it's in the Bible. It's in there. I'm not saying it's not in there. and It, it is the right thing that we're doing, and we're supposed to do it. But this isn't the scripture you're supposed to go to for that. This scripture, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, talk about a sub in 1 Corinthians 16 as well, talk about a subject that does happen in the Lord's body. Yes, we have an offering on the first day of the week, but that's not necessarily what this is about. This chapter 8 and chapter 9 is about, hey, while you're doing your offering, add an extra layer to it. Watch the extra layer. Beginning of verse 1 of 2 Corinthians chapter Hey, the church of Macedonia. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God, which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed in the, the wealth of their liberality. For I testify that accordingly to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much entreaty for the favor of the participation in the support of of the saints. And this not that we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. So there's this, there's this giving uh, to, to the saints who have a need. Now, Romans 15 gives us the context. I'm going to come right back. Romans 15 in verse 26 gives us the context of what this giving was all about. Romans 15 in verse 26, the Bible says, For Macedonia, we just read about them, For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. So the church band together, and they were all giving money to and for the poor saints in Jerusalem. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So there's a difference between a tithe and an offering. This is an offering. This is you offering yourself to others. When we're talking about an offering, chapter 9 and verse 6, chapter 9 verse 6 is not talking about our first day of the week giving. But listen to what it is. It's going over the top. It's going above and beyond. It's that extra layer for the brotherhood. When you, when you pour out yourself to help those who have a need. Watch what God says. Verse 6. 
Now this I say, he who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. See, this isn't about when you come in here looking nice with your suit and ties and all, and then you give a certain check to the Lord, and so you sit in the gold seat. And this isn't about that. This is about your offering. Right? This is above and beyond that. You could, what you give to the Lord, and you go beyond what you give to the Lord, and what you give to help poor people or others who have a need. This is that extra layer. Verse seven says, "Let each one do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver." And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. So, now, what you do on the first day of the week, you're obligated to do that from God and by God. That's a commandment. But we're talking about the extra layer. Right? So the extra layer takes us to this next level with God. Verse, verse 9, As it is written, He scattered abroad and gave to the poor, his righteousness abides forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increasing the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. You, you see the context? You, you listen to what it's talking about? For the ministry of this service, not, not the first day of the week offering, this service, what, what, what's happening? What's going on in Macedonia and what's going on in Jerusalem, the poor saints, and all the churches coming together in this ministry, in this service, is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God because of the proof given by this ministry. This ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. While they also, by prayer on your behalf, yearn for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And so, the poor, well, they didn't have anything. Well, Macedonia, they were poor and they gave. But, but these who are recipients of the gift, all they had was a prayer. And they offered the prayer for those who gave to their condition. Now, you might say, well, preacher, well, you, you know, I, we don't like this. I know. Because it reaches into our pockets. First Corinthians chapter 16. The Bible continually reminds us of our divine calling to love and care for all people, in, including the poor, and, and add an extra layer, if you will, over the brotherhood. Neglecting the needy goes against the very, the very essence of Christ. And you go back and you study Christ. Look at what he did. That's why Judas, when, when Judas was, uh, uh, they were, Jesus said, what you're about to do, go do quickly. And then they just thought he was going to go give the money to the poor people because that's what they did. And so they thought nothing of it. Well, that's not what Jesus was talking about. Now, I know we go this, to this scripture as well. 1 Corinthians 16, beginning of verse 1. 
Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the church of Galatia, so do you also. On the first day of every week, let each one of you put aside and save as he may prosper, that no collection be made when I come. All right, now, Paul didn't come in to pick up our offering, church. Right? Did you, did you catch that? Did, did you hear what the, the, the... On the first day of every week, let each one of you put aside and save as you may prosper that no collection be made when I come. Paul isn't coming. Okay? So that may approve. I shall send them with letters to carry your gift to Jerusalem. Our money's not going to Jerusalem and no one's coming here to pick this offering up. Now this doesn't excuse us from giving on the first day of the week. All right, let me just go there. But I'm just saying, this isn't the scripture you use for that. Okay. What God is talking about is an action that his people should be mindful of. And that action is, we ought to have tender hearts. Because God has blessed us so much. And we, maybe we ought to stop saying, I'm blessed more than I deserve. Because we don't always act like it. We don't always act like it. What, what would it hurt for me to, to put in, into, my, into my budget or whatever it may be to, I'm going to just, every now and then, I'm going to give some help to some folks that need help. Right. How much is that really going to hurt me? Really? I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do. And today is not a, a sermon to guilt anyone. It's a call to compassion. Right. Put yourself in the shoes of the other people. And again, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, you say, okay, we're going to just focus on the folks downtown. I'm not talking about that. The poor, period, church. There are poor people all over the world. But here's what's important. You can't take what you owe God and give that away. You still have an obligation here. The two totally different subjects. The two totally different subjects. Giving on the first day of the week is a very different subject from what we're talking about right now. Two totally different subjects. In fact, if you... Uh, when you think about Malachi chapter 3, God says, you're robbing me. You're robbing me. The whole house of Israel is robbing me. And they're like, well, how are we robbing you, God? And God lists two ways. He says, you're robbing me in tithes, and you're robbing me in offerings. They're two totally different subjects. Two totally different subjects. We'll talk about maybe tithing at one other point. But understand that these scriptures are talking about God. Uh, you can't outgive God. And God will make sure he takes care of you when you help others. And don't do it with an evil motive and say, well, I'm going to give this guy right here a dollar so God will give me five. That's not how that works. Right? That's not how that works. A call to compassion. How much compassion do I have in my heart for the, I, I don't even know what it is, 90% of the world's population are just poor, like dirt poor like abjectly poor, abject poverty. Have you ever seen it? it? It makes your stomach kind of sour a little bit because it's so sad. Thank God we don't have that here in America, but we do have the poor, and we have the poor in other places all over the world. How do you see them, and then how do they see you? The lesson is yours this morning. If this morning we can help in any way, if there are struggles in your heart, in your life, we can pray with you or pray for you. If you would like today to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, we would like to provide that opportunity for you as well to come to God and become a member of his body. Have all your sins washed away. This morning the lesson is yours. God bless you. If we can help in any way, please come while together we stand and sing our song.
of invitation.